Greetings, O oh listener of Wandering Ears, to another thrilling installment of Dupont's Theatre on Subspace. In this episode, we rejoin our crew just after the treacherous Talrain has kidnapped Hoteen. Will Talrain find out Hoteen doesn't actually know any Starfleet intelligence secrets? Will Hoteen spill his secret salsa recipe? Will the crew be able to get him in time, or will he be in another castle? Let's find out together, shall we? On this episode, The Freck Connection. Looks like our crew is trying to figure out their next steps on the shores of Ryza. Tapan, is it? We need to get to your ship right away. If we don't, who knows what that Romulan will do to Hoteen. I believe his intentions were obvious enough. This Tal Rain seems to be more than just another disgruntled fan. Unfortunately, members of the Tal Shi'ar are not well known for their tact when it comes to interrogations. He'll probably start with the fingernails. At least that's what I... Cream? Does anyone know where we can find some ice cream? Yes, yes, we're all very worried about Julie. Time is clearly of the essence. Dross! Yes, Captain Drax, sir? If we hurry, we might still be able to obtain Treble Kalef's signature. But Captain, I don't think Treble Kalef stuck around once everyone heard an agent of the Tau Shi'ar was here. Besides, that was your primary motivation in the last episode. Our last what now? What? Boys, boys, there's no need to fuss. I've got just the thing to get us on the right track. First of all, we'll all need to strip down. Listener, sorry to interrupt, but I found this nifty remote control. I wasn't sure what it does, so I thought we could find out together. Anyway, let's see what happens. Sorry to expose your... modesty. But when you've been at this as long as I have, you start to realize the most effective methods tend to be the simplest ones. Modesty? <laughs> if modesty's what you're after, maybe you should have taken the guy with the pleated car keys and the bowl cut. Look, this isn't my first rodeo, dude. Check the pants. Inside you'll find my manager, Mo Latinum's hollow card. Give him a call. He'll eventually send you a payment, and we'll all be back in our quarters in no time. Probably touching ourselves. Men, hold him down. Hey! <laughs> Go of me! What are you trying to do to my hand? Ah! Gosh, I love the beach, but it's so annoying when you get sand under your fingernails. Hey, Tavon, that's a really cool sand sculpture. What is it? What this? No, it's just the sigil of an old hollow broadcast I used to watch called the Super Boy. Drac, why'd you have to kick it over? I worked so hard on it. What do you think this is, Tavon? Playtime? Besides, Dross clearly wasn't capturing my likeness well enough so I clearly needed to get closer. But sir, I haven't even finished yet. Sand is hardly the right medium for this kind of work. That's enough sniveling for today, Dross. Now be sure to express my inner warrior- What are you three even doing? You said you were gathering supplies. Well, Starfleet, not that I have to take orders from you, but I believe Dross was just about to make my eyes pop more in his stunning recreation of my likeness. Sir, that's the kindest thing you've said The since... eyes, Dross, the eyes. Ah! I, I can't see! What did you just inject me with? If you would tell me what I need to know, you would be well taken care of by now, Shatine. Surely you remember the Valley of Chula? In the surrounding pools, there's a fascinating species of microbe we discovered that has had some... interesting applications. In most cases, the side effects are only temporary. Now what do you know of Starfleet's border defenses? I, um... I know they have a huge base near Sector 13C. 
It's so large, several satellites maintain an orbit from its gravitational field alone. My sources say it's your mother's burial man. <coughs> Cute, but I'm not one of your insipid collars. Tell me what I need to know, or I'll send one of my men to go find an old thumbscrew. Driver, two screwdrivers, please. <laughs> I tell you to John, this is our best adventure yet. <clears throat> my name is Tupan. We only met one another 30 minutes ago, and you told Catherine we were going to find others to help search for my colleague Hotin. So far we have done nothing of the sort. <laughs> Nonsense. I gesture towards the beautiful and lithe crowd around us. We can't just ask this bevy of beauties for help without some social lubrication. Now as soon as we pound back a few more of these bad boys, we'll be ready to go talk to those bad boys over there. Crash, I believe those men are the bouncers for this establishment. They were the ones who checked our IDs for entry. So you noticed them checking us out as well. We'll just have to see how well they can bounce on. Crash, Dupon! God, it took me forever to find you two. Were you able to recruit more people for our search? Tell them to get packed. We need to get going right away. Catherine, this could... Actually, it's just Kathy. Kathy, this could be no more than another one of Hotin's pranks. This is eerily similar to the time he had me kidnapped by the Cool Patrol. They detained me for several days before I was able to dissuade them from their actions with a simple recitation of my previous month's worth of interviews by memory. You're going to have to trust me on this one, Tupan. Crash, what are you doing? Sorry, Kath. Just suggesting the old carrot and coals. Didn't realize it was that obvious. Tupan, let me stand by you so I can finish less conspicuously. Absolutely not. Tupan, stop moving away. I very nearly had a zipper mishap just now. I could have lopped off. Hey, what gives? Stupid thing must have run out of battery. Oh well, maybe we can catch up with Hotin and Talrain later. For now, though, it looks like Kathy managed to wrangle the crew and get them to the USS Tapan's radio program. They're going over the plan to rescue Hotin in the briefing room. Let's join in. Computer, can you track the warp signature of the Romulan ship that left with Hotin? Uh, yeah, of course. Beep boop. Oh, wait. I actually think I can find the last known heading. It looks like the ship is heading- I slam my titan fist upon the tabletop before standing up to address the room. Ow. Wait a moment there. You may be a temporal agent from Starfleet, but I'm Commander Crash. Base danger! I don't recall air quotes, agent outranking air quotes, Commander. I think you're all forgetting who the actual captain is here. Dross, get Rollis to bring the battle axe alongside so we can start transferring vital components. Right away, sir! <coughs> sir, the ship isn't responding. Instead, they're broadcasting a message on all frequencies. Computer, please relay the message over the comm system. Computer? Hold your horses. I'm waiting for the message to repeat so we don't start awkwardly in the middle. To all Roisian landlubbers, this be a public service announcement. Recently, the Battleaxe shed some dead weight, a mighty sized serving of Klingon Patak, known as Ex-Captain Drac. Let it be known his worthless hide is without a ship, as the IKS Battleaxe is now a self-governed vessel. He can be recognized by his slackened jaw, drooping shoulders, and whimpering sidekick Moss. <sighs> oh good, he's talking about someone else. Computer, turn off that dreadful noise. That damnable term coat. I'll beat him with so many pain sticks he'll wish I didn't have so many pain sticks. I'll... I need to take a walk. But Captain... Moss, uh, Dross, open your eyes. I've lost my ship and my command. 
All for a damn signature. Help here if you must. I need it elsewhere. Perhaps. I must do what only the most shameful of Klingons do and think before I act next. Well, this party is really taking a downturn. As captain, I say we break for a hearty sandwich. Crash, this is a search party, not a pleasure cruise. Computer, match our course and speed with Talrain's vessel. Well, about that. What's wrong? Why is Ryza still outside the viewport? As I was about to say, I used the ship to host my radio program. The owner, Molatinum, had to remove some ship components in order to fund my state-of-the-art FM antenna. Are you saying this ship doesn't have warp capabilities? I'm saying there were concerns that traveling faster than light during my broadcast would lead to causality issues for my devoted listeners. Speaking of which, my show is due to start soon, so I must be going. Computer, help them in any way you can, as long as it does not interrupt my broadcast. Dross, was it? Come with me. We need to see what else this ship is missing so we can get moving as quickly as possible. Uh, sure. Very good there, Dress. I step on my tippy toes to assert myself as the most tallest in the room. We most certainly will determine what this ship needs. Well, while that think tank tries to determine how best to get after Hotin and his captors, it looks like Drac has been wandering aimlessly through the hulls of the ship, attempting to discover his purpose. Feeling pandered to yet, twenty and thirty-somethings? Ha ha ha. Just look at the state of this ship. Abandoned, well past its prime, incapable of taking down a foe without also sacrificing its own safety. It's disgusting. No wonder the crew left it. I'm surprised it lasted this long. Perhaps it's time to let it drift off into the far reaches of space. Gee, Drac, could you at least save your depressing monologuing for your own court? Oh... You're not just counting through your failures while getting ready for bed like a normal person. You know, on Cardassia, we have a saying. A well-dressed person can't be a depressed person. Which is why I always wear a bow tie, see? That bow tie is the stupidest thing I've seen since Dross put on his one-man show of Targ and Men. <laughs> Although, seeing the little twerp try to choke himself while also clutching the fake Targ pup brings a smile to my face. See? You can find moments to keep you going. You just have to hold on to those. For me, I think of any moment before I stepped onto this ship a few hours ago, when I thought my career still had a trajectory that wasn't just a freefall. <sighs> that does cheer me up a little, Tavon, but I still have no purpose. No real drive for my life. How can I hold on to those moments if I have nothing to push me forward to new ones? Drac... At the risk of continuing this conversation for too long and spiralling into my own black hole of introspection, have you considered talking to Dupont? After all, he spends all of his time interviewing other loosely related people. Hmm. I guess if he was able to help you find a career after suffering those disfiguring acid burns to your face and neck, maybe it is worth a shot. Acid burns? What the hell is he talking about? Geez, that was rather rude, Drac. While Tavan nurses his emotional acid burns, Kathy, Crash, and Dross have made their way to the bridge. Boy, was it awkward when Kathy and Crash tried to go through the doorway at the same time. Luckily, they haven't needed to sit down just yet. Let's see how they're progressing with assessing the ship. It looks like Tavan was right. The ship has had several critical systems removed or at least replaced with aftermarket parts. I think I've compiled what we'll need to get the ship in order. Everything is here on this pad. 
Yes, very good dross. And now you're handing it to my assistant Kathy so that she can review your work. I'm delegating tasks like any true captain would. If anyone needs me, I'll be assessing the ready room to see if there's enough room for my wardrobe mannequins. A captain must always be prepared for any circumstance. <sighs> dross, this is a lot of equipment. Antimatter relay, magnetic interlocks, quantum thumb drive, gold-plated quarter-inch cabling. We're going to need to get in touch with a vendor. Computer, can you locate any shipyards nearby? Actually, I have information on a trader we should be able to get help from. He owes me one. Or will, anyway. Computer, I'm entering his information now. Wow, like, you guys really like to do things. Uh... It looks like your Ferengi trader is nearby. Let me see if I can pull up his contact info. Oh no, I hit dial. I'm no good at first contact. You guys talk to him. Freck here, best shipyard in the quadrant. You got the slips, I make them zips. Hey, what gives? Is this some kind of encrypted call or something? I can't even see you, and it looks like you guys can't even see my handsome visage. Oh, Freck, it's good to hear from... Computer, mute the call. Do we even have a view screen? Actually... I'm not sure about this Ferengi guy. He sounds kind of, uh, skeevy. Oh, did you want me to mute the call now? Sometimes I'm not sure if I should do things as people ask or wait until end of line, you know? Wait, so Mr. Freak just heard- Everything, that's right. Jeez, at least you guys can't be scammers. Not with that kind of rapport, anyhow. From the telemetry I'm receiving, it looks like you guys are calling from an Olympic-class ship. They didn't have anything older lying around? Mr. Freak, Freck, Do you think you would be able to help us with some upgrades? We're on an urgent mission, so time is obviously of the essence. Sure, sure. All Freck never met a ship he didn't take a fancy to. Time, though, that's really going to be a little costly. I'll, uh, Morse code, really? I'll Morse code the coordinates for my shipyard to you. It's nearby, so get over here and don't forget your coin purse. Freck, out. Um, computer, do you think there's any latinum on board? I certainly wasn't, uh commissioned any for this mission by the Temporal Agency. Mo took all of the Latinum to his vacation home. Something about a solid, golden-pressed shower? Captain Drac had to store all our earnings in his safe in the captain's quarters. Oh, I guess that's all still on the battle axe. Ooh, sometimes we kept things worth trading in the cargo bay. Computer, is there anything of value in this ship's cargo bay? I don't know. We've pretty much reached my query quota for the day. Any more would require a higher subscription level to my database. After finding Crash asleep under the desk in the ready room, Kathy and Dross rouse him awake before the three of them head down to the cargo bay on deck 12. Let's see how their search for something worth trading goes. Wait, this is the cargo bay? There's nothing here. Well, that was quick. After a few moments of deliberation, the trio decide to see if they can get into Moe's quarters to search for something worth bringing to the bartering table. Uh Uh-oh, looks like they're having trouble with the door. Ha ha ha! I charge into the room and drop dross to the floor. Leave it to a captain to find an alternative in a sticky situation. Crash... I don't think using another crew member like a crowbar fits very well as captain material. Lucky for me, you're not on the Admiralty board. After all, you're just from that temp agency. (sighs) Let's just try to find something we can use to bargain with Freck. Crash, I don't think you'll find anything we can use in Moe's mirror. Oh, I know. I winked to the handsome Andorian in the mirror. 
Maybe some other time, eh? Crash! Kathy! What about this? It looks like some sort of antique. But what is it? I think it's some kind of Ferengi headdress. See, these parts cover their ears, and there's some strange symbol on the part that connects the two coverings. It looks really ornate, even though it's obviously very old and worn down. Hopefully it will do. Dross, head back to the bridge and see if you can find out more about where Talrain might have taken Hotin. I'll take this and go meet with this Freck character. I stamped my foot in protest. Now wait a moment. I'll be heading to the shipyard with that doodad. It's the captain's pyrogi after all. Look, Crash, we can both go. It might be safer that way in any case with a shady dealer like Freck. I nod in agreement with a smug sense of satisfaction as though the idea Catherine just mentioned were actually my own. Let's do it! Actually, it's just Kathy. Oh dear, now we have to put together a search party for Catherine as well. Listener, I can't help but feel like I've seen a headdress like the one they found in most quarters before. Oh well, I'm sure it won't amount to anything later in the story. In any case, let's see how Drac is faring. Oh, look, he's nearing Tapan's booth. Thank goodness Tapan's on a commercial break. Things would have been heated if he had stopped by earlier while Tapan was reading his new microphone's warranty agreement on the air. Drac, I am in the middle of a broadcast. I do not have time for idle chit-chat, especially while I recalibrate my levels during this commercial break. Be warned, I am prepared to use this acoustic isolator to silence all sound in the booth that does not match my vocal signature. There is nothing idle about what I bring to you, my pointy-eared acquaintance. Instead, I come to you at the most dire of hours, in the darkest of timelines, to seek counsel for a matter much greater than you, the ship, or perhaps anything else in the quadrant. I see. Well, if you can summarize the issue within the next 30 seconds, I will do my best to address it from a purely logical and unbiased viewpoint. Now, what did you come to me to discuss? What I came to discuss is no trifling matter of logic or reason. The decisions made here could affect the entire star systems, or even how we interpret reality. I speak, of course, of myself. Please leave. But, Tabon, I don't think you see... Welcome back, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the recitation of that sponsored material. At this time, we will continue on page 147, paragraph 3, subsection delta of the warranty agreement. For the owner's product liability vis-a-vis the concept of ownership, returnability is limited by the bounds of space-time except where noted otherwise. Captivating. Truly. While Tapan rounds off the legalese equivalent of Moby Dick, let's check back in with Kathy and Crash. It looks like they've just beamed over to the main hangar of Freck's shipyard, which currently sits empty. Will they be able to match the Ferengi's skills in commerce? A human and an android. I'm sure somewhere a truck is choking about the tree of us walking into a bar. Now, what'd you bring me to bar? Excuse me, what? I can't understand you from the Echo Echo hangar. Look out, this Ferengi is trying to destroy our mind with some sort of trap. I tear off the sleeves of my shirt and fashion crude earplugs with soft downy cotton. Watch with your friend. Is he okay? I'm sorry. I, I, I really can't understand either. Is there somewhere else we can go? Crash, stop trying to tie your sleeve around my head. Oh dear, Kathy has been seduced by his siren song. It's up to you, Crash. It's time to show who the real captain really is. Hey, what the heck? Let go of my arm, you blue buffoon. My freaking shoulder! Oh dear. Good thing this was just meeting a Ferengi trader and not a first contact or meeting an ambassador. 
While those three try to de-escalate the situation, let's check back in with Drac and Tapan as his show comes to a close. This concludes today's broadcast featuring the fourth and seventh subsections of my microphone's extended warranty. Tomorrow we will wrap up these subsections and take a few calls to discuss their merits as they compare to the warranty of my previous microphone. Thank you for listening. Computer, please turn off the short-range acoustic device. Sure thing, buddy. You honorless pit talk! How dare you silence Drac! I demand you give me the guidance I seek for this grave misdeed. Actually, I normally would have to vacate the booth before Hotin begins his Targ Pack comedy hour, or whatever he calls it these days. Usually this requires considerable effort to contrive technical reasons I must overstay my welcome in order to delay his broadcast. Obviously, today that is not necessary. So you'll give me your advice? I must take some time to consider the ramifications of accepting such an offer, especially based on the greater consequences you outlined earlier. I believe you mentioned this could affect the entire quadrant. Are you joking? Vulcan jokes never made sense to me. Not nearly enough stabbing or singing for my Klingon sensibilities. Please take a seat, Drac. I will listen to your dialogue and give you my determination at its conclusion. <laughs> Very well. Mm-hmm. This may be difficult without Dross act as a stand-in for some of the figures in my story. Anyways, there I was. A young boy with my knife handle sticking out of the chest of my cowardly former captain. Oh, uh, sorry, listeners, but I've already heard Drax operatic about his rise from a young boy to the scourge of the Alpha Quadrant. I think it was called... Drac. It sold out every night during the mandatory viewings on the Battle Axe. Anyway, it looks like Kathy and Crash made their way to Freck's office, which is much less echoey. Perhaps one of them can smooth over discussions with Freck. Let's find out. Apologies, old chum. You see, as a trained master of tactics and martial arts, my instincts kicked in and took over. However, there is a silver lining here. I flex my freshly bared biceps in a stunning display of machismo. Ha! Hoo! You broke my clavicle! This will take minutes to fix once I can get medical aid here. Do you know how much Latinum I stand to lose over this? Mr. Freck, we're terribly sorry I to... cover the side of my mouth to indicate that I'm only intending for Freck to hear me, while also raising my voice so that Kathy will still be able to hear everything I say as a way to knock it down a peg. Temps, am I right? Usually these kinds of negotiations go much better when it's just us boys. The clothed female persuasion can be a bit... distracting, don't you think? Well, I don't know about that. I let out a small groan of discomfort. Ugh. I can't believe I debased myself by making such a sexist comment, all in order to better ally myself with a prejudiced pilfer of parts. Crash, are you trying to sabotage this? Rule 296 of acquisition. I don't like you, so get out of my office. Mr. Freck, please. We need your help to find our friend. His life is in great danger. What? When I said you, I was pointing at your blue bodyguard over there. Were you only listening or something? Look, he leaves, and then you and I can get down to brass press tax. I won't stand for this. Crash, you're already standing. Can you just leave us so we can get the ship repaired? We need to get to Hotin as soon as possible. Please? I hang my head in defeat. This would be a lot more embarrassing were my Andorian pythons not on display. I'll wait for you in the hangar. No, just wait in the hallway. Now, Mr. Freck, I'm sure once I've explained the situation to you, you Cut will- Cut the chatter. Let's see what you brought to bargain. I didn't hear the familiar clink of latinum slips from that bag of yours, so you must have brought something more interesting. Uh, well, yes. What I have here is an authentic ancient Ferengi headdress. 
I don't have any official appraisal of it, but I'm sure it's worth more than a few parts for an old Olympic-class starship. I see. Can you set this on the desk for a moment? Yes, well, this is clearly a very worn piece of equipment. I'm not sure about the claims of this being from a bygone era, though. What? What do you mean? It's clearly worn from years of wear and tear. Plus, look at the symbols in the middle between the ear coverings. I'm no expert on Ferengi history, but I don't recognize them at all. How do I put this delicately? This... this headdress here is all the rage on Frangina. In fact, it just came out a few months ago, so to see what in this horrid condition is uh, impressive in a way. So, what is it? Uh, let's see if you touch this symbol in the middle and watch the ear coverings. Oh my god, I think I'm going to be sick. Hey, everyone has needs. Whoever you took this from clearly has some pretty serious needs. So I would suggest you take it back to wherever you found it, wash your hands, and try not to focus too much on the bumps lining the inner parts of the ear coverings. But... The ship! You have to help us! Have to? Listen, human, I don't have to do anything. I'll tell you what, though. Maybe... Maybe you and I could come to an understanding. You're a little naive out here in the big world. I like that. Plus, let's face it, you had other options. <laughs> what do you say? Wow, the HR departments of Frangana must be buried in paperwork. Just how far is Kathy willing to go to get Hotine out of trouble? While we try to ignore the mental images this conundrum conjures up, let's check back in with Tapan and Drac. There I was, trapped in the soundless vortex of rage and sorrow. By the time I was able to be heard again, your show had finished. After verbally dressing you down and threatening you with my sheer physical presence, you realized the only option left was to give me your guidance. After a moment of consideration, you meekly acquiesced. Then you asked me to recant- Drac, it is unnecessary for you to explain the parts of your story in which I was also present. Maybe, but some stories require the proper Drac text. I see. Well, nonetheless, I believe I have some advice for you. Are you prepared to receive it? Yes, I believe so. Drac, you are feeling lost because you are unwilling to compromise with anyone around you. This pattern of behavior has suited you well as a captain of your own ship, but it is also clear you never studied under anyone with real leadership experience. Based on your stories alone, you have constantly put the health of yourself and your crew at risk. You simply do not- So, what you're saying is I forge my own path. Captain is merely a title others fight for, while I must be true to my inner drachness. Make my own role, even. What? No, I am saying you clearly need- Need to stop worrying about what others think. I agree. Ah, you Vulcans are wise. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a ship to forget about, and a young war to foist my negative emotions onto. Drac, wait. <sighs> That's one fire on the ship put out at least. Or is it started? Only time will tell, dear listener. We join the crew later the next day as Kathy, Crash, Dross, and Tavon convene on the observation deck. They look pleased, at least. Wow! Frex installing the relay himself! I didn't think Ferengi did manual labor once they became the owner of a place. It's certainly not something you see very often. You two must have been expert negotiators. You'll have to tell me your secret sometime. My secret is keeping a keen eye in the hallway. But rest assured, my presence was known. I... see. Freck and I came to an understanding. We should be able to get on our way within the hour. 
Tavon and Dross, can you two go to engineering and oversee the updates? We'll need to be underway as soon as possible before Talrain's trail goes cold. Right away, uh... Captain Dross. Captain Kathy. Right away, Captain Kathy. Thanks, Crash. It was kind of you to bow out. We still need your help, though. I hope you know that. I wave away Captain Kathy's words nonchalantly. Yeah, yeah, spill it, sister. How would you get Freck to agree to help without even giving him the Price's artifact? Well, first, let's never talk about the artifact again. Got it? I nod my head in agreement. As to your other question, Freck's a reasonable guy, especially when both of his clavicles are broken. Ha <laughs> ha So Captain Kathy comes out on top by crushing the competition. Well, listener, it looks like the crew should be on their way soon, and... Oh, dear, we need to check back in with Hoteen. Give up. Make it easy on yourself. Easy? Is your sister stopping by later? Oh, Shateen, you don't know when to quit, do you? (laughs) Men, take him down. Obviously, we need to use a different touch. Don't worry, Shateen. We'll find out what suits you best. I promise it. Listener, will Hoteen be able to survive whatever new plans Talrain has for him? Will Talrain find out Hoteen doesn't actually know anything of consequence? Will Kathy and crew be able to get to him in time? Will Tavon freak out when he discovers Dross has put his bags in Tavon's quarters? Find out next time on Tavon's Theater on Subspace. Thank you for listening to Tavon's Theater on Subspace. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tapon on Subspace or visit us at ttos.cool. Today's episode was written by Paul Turner. Episode art by David Axwizard Booth. Episode edited by Matthew Tusseroni and Aaron Damrau with music by Vitizen. Announcer was voiced by James O'Fallon. Tapon was voiced by Jeff Rowich. Kathy and the Ship's Computer were voiced by Poppy Jenkins. Crash and Tavon were voiced by David Spivey. Drac and Freck were voiced by Matthew Tusseroni. Dross and Tal Rain were voiced by Paul Turner. And Hoteen and Rollis were voiced by Rich Masters. Full individual social media links are in the description. 